1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos. And today we're going to be talking about the 10 essential needs of cats. Because when the essential needs of cats aren't met, they will often develop behavior issues. And when behavior issues happen, like peeing in the middle of your bed or something horrible like that, often cats are rehomed. And that's why Cat Talk Radio exists. We're an extension of Cat Behavior Solutions, and what we do at Cat Behavior Solutions is we intercept behavior problems in the home because shelter euthanasia is still the number one cause of death in cats. So before we jump into our 10 essential needs, I wanna say hello to my co-host, Dewey.
2: Hello, Cat World, and how are you today, Molly? I'm doing really well. Great. So I'd like to tell everybody, if you would like to hear something specific or special on this show, drop Molly a suggestion at molly at cattalkradio.com. So let's just jump in today. And let me ask you, when you say essential needs, do you really mean all 10 of these things we're going to discuss today must be done?
1: Well, they're not essential for the survival of the cat, but they are essential for helping to prevent behavior issues from developing.
2: (laughs) I thought all they needed was food, and according to Tabasco, our cat, all we need is food and water.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he often acts like all he needs is food. And at 15, I'm glad he's still eating and has a healthy appetite. But um, actually, food and water is the first essential need but before we dive into the 10 essential needs i want everybody listening to make an acrostic get out a piece of paper and a pen and write write these words vertically down a sheet of paper write care for cat that's 10 letters and each one of them is going to represent one of the 10 essential needs we're talking about today (laughs)
2: I I think we're going to have to do a TV show with you giving visuals on how to do this stuff.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm in.
2: All right, let's see if (laughs) that's next on our list. Okay, so let's talk about this, and as we go into it, uh, the first need, you said, is food and water. But that doesn't really start with a C.
1: Right, because it's clean food and water. And by that, I mean not just any food, but... Good, clean food that's species-specific. Not junk food, not dry food, which is full of carbs, but clean, just meat. Cats are obligate carnivores, which means that they have to have meat in order to survive. Dogs are carnivores, too, but they're not obligate carnivores, which means if a dog had vegetables and fruits and grains to, to eat, he would live. It wouldn't kill the dog. But if a cat only had vegetables and fruits and grains to eat, it would die. So it's an obligate carnivore. And when you're feeding your pet, raw food is absolutely top of the line best. So the two most important things that cats need is meat and water. Water, because cats have a really low thirst drive. In the wild, they really don't drink much water at all. They get all the water they need from their food source. You know, mice and birds and things like that and chickens all have the same kind of water content than we do. I think it's like 86% water content. So they don't get, they don't drink a lot of water. They get all their water from their prey. And that's why it's better to feed not dry food. But wet, if you're going to feed freeze-dried raw, then rehydrate it so that it has lots of good moisture in the food like that natural meat source would. And speaking of water, clean water is also super important to a cat. They won't drink water if it has an odor to it. And you know, if you ever like clean the water bowl every third or fourth day, that's not often enough because if you if you go to clean that water bowl and you feel the water bowl, it's slimy, right? and And that's back that's bacteria that's growing in the bowl on the surface of the bowl from their saliva. Their saliva has a lot of bacteria in it, more than dogs, much more than ours. And so when they drink the water, obviously they get a little backwash with their tongue in the water. And that saliva causes bacteria to grow on the bowl. And then it starts to smell weird to them and they won't drink. And that's a problem because they don't have a natural thirst drive. So I always recommend to people to wash that water bowl daily and fill it with fresh water every single day. Like just pick a time and work it into your routine. You know, first feeding in the morning, go ahead and grab that water bowl too and scrub it out really good and, uh, and replace it with fresh water.
2: Yeah, that's good hydration. We all need hydration. And I know that we humans drink electrolyte water for hydration can cats drink electrolyte water like we do to increase hydration
1: they can but they they don't it's not needed they you know you wouldn't normally do that unless the cat is dehydrated um, and I get a lot of people who tell me, I, I tell them, stop feeding dry food because cats have a low thirst drive. And they go, well, my cat's drinking water all the time. And I say, yeah, because it's hydrated as crap. So stop feeding that stuff. It really shouldn't naturally be drinking a whole lot of water. But if you have, you know, like when we were fostering sick kittens and things and, and you know, if they start to get really dehydrated, then the unflavored Pedialyte. Is a really good way to increase hydration for that, but you wouldn't, you don't really need to give it to your adult cats because you can fix it with the clean food guidelines. You really don't need um, electrolyte water, but as long as it's unflavored, yeah, it's it doesn't hurt them.
2: Oh, that's great. Um, I know that I often need electrolyte water, and I think of a four-six animal, and I think, well, they should have electrolyte water too, but. Uh, yeah. I always
1: need it too, but I have to have it flavored. I can't drink just plain water. I always have to have orange or grape or some, some sweet flavor to it,
2: which isn't I, good for cats. I do, too. <laughs> I do. Too. Yeah, maybe they can come up with electrolyte water that tastes like raw food or something,
1: <laughs> or salmon,
2: or salmon. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, but um, what does clean water and food have to do with behavior issues?
1: Well, just like us, when we have bad diets, we develop diseases and body issues, you know, make us feel bad. They make us sleepy and lethargic and we get stomach pains and cats that eat dry food only will almost guaranteed to develop kidney disease. And along the way, the cat gets urinary tract infections, which can lead to urination outside the litter box. And this is just one example Um, they, you know, when they get a urinary tract infection from not having enough hydration, they go to the litter box, it pee, it burns when they pee, and then they begin to associate that pain with the litter box. And they say, well, I'm not going in there anymore. I'm going to go find somewhere else that doesn't hurt. And then they start soiling around the house. So that's just one example. There are many diseases cats get with bad diets, diabetes, um, All kinds of things, which makes them more immobile, makes them stiff when they get up. Um, Dehydration also causes constipation. And very similar to the discomfort with urination and the litter box issues that causes, you can get the same thing with constipation because they'll be straining to go and it hurts. And they go, oh, that hurt when I went in there. I'm going to go poop somewhere else and not in the litter box. And none of us want to deal with that.
2: No way. I think that kind of happens with us, too. I mean, dehydration is a serious issue with uh, most, uh, well, for sure, for for humans. And I'm seeing and learning that it's also very important to most all animals.
1: Yeah, like when... You know, when we're at altitude like we are now, we're at 7,000 foot altitude in in Santa Fe, New Mexico today, not coming from our normal Dallas broadcast location. And, And up here, we've got to drink a lot more water than we do in Dallas because otherwise we get headaches late in the afternoon. We start to get sleepy. It can just make you feel really bad. And the animals have those same kinds of 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 reactions to dehydration and and you know how it is when you're sick especially you guys when you're sick you're cranky and you just flat don't feel good
2: <laughs> i can identify with that for sure okay that's fair enough we're learning a lot about uh for sure hydration a very important topic but uh what's the second essential need i think it starts with an a right
1: Yes, the A in CARE stands for Ability to Release Energy and Stress. So in the wild, cats will hunt about six hours a day. In the wild, outside, whatever, when they're not living, you know, trapped under a roof with us which I think is a good place for them to live. So don't misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting that a really good way to fix this is to just let your cat outdoors. That's not the answer here. But but they'll hunt six hours a day, you know, doing what they do naturally. They're hunting, they're marking their territory with scent, and that's urine and feces and And stuff like that. And we need to stimulate these activities in the home with prey play, scratching posts, and stuff like that. Um, So, like in the wild, cats claw to leave scent and visual markers. And this isn't an optional behavior. If you don't provide them with a preferred scratching surface, they're going to use your stuff.
2: (laughs) yeah, I can I know what that is. I know what that looks like. So what is a preferred scratching service? That's interesting.
1: Well, different cats like different things. So first of all, a scratching surface, a universal thing is it's got to be the right height or length. So it needs the cat has to be able to get a full body stretch because they they scratch for not only leaving scent and visual markers as a territorial, mark but they also do it to stretch their back and you know like when you see a cat get up from a nap and it does like the downward dog pose it it puts its paws out and it kind of grabs and it takes a really full deep pushback stretch well that's what they're trying to get when they're scratching also and different cats like different surfaces some like carp carpet some like the sisal rope some like cardboard and then a study showed that bark was the preferred surface and then some cats like to (coughs) excuse me like to scratch vertically and some horizontally too
2: wow that's you know as you think about that in the wild I mean what would they have they no wonder they like bark I mean that makes sense they like to scratch on bark I've seen bigger cats do that also on bark Hmm, Interesting. Okay, so uh, let's move on here. What is the R in CARE stand for?
1: Well, the third essential need is to relieve boredom, which means providing your cat with mental stimulation.
2: Give us some examples of providing mental stimulation.
1: Well, this can range from anything from window seats with bird feeders outside so they can watch the birds or TV, there's some YouTube channels that are for cats that have birds and mice, hamsters running in wheels and things like that. And then the thing that I like is leaving classical music on for them. Classical music actually has the frequencies that cats prefer most. And there's even a company called iCalm. They make a little device called the iCom Cat. And it's a, a tiny speaker, really good speaker, actually. And it has a music card that has three hours of music in On it that's preloaded and the music has been scientifically modulated the frequencies have been modulated to reduce any stress causing frequencies in the music so you can leave that on for them when you're not there all those things provide mental stimulation and relieve boredom mostly the cats get really bored when you're not there they also get bored when you're there and not paying any attention to them so we need to keep them engaged
2: um, interesting. I wonder, since we call this show Cat Talk Radio, if we should start watching our cats to see if they really get interested in that. Maybe that's a way Let's- to help them... Pass the time. Listen well, to cat talk radio. <laughs> well this isn't this isn't
1: talk for cats. This is talk for the people
2: who own oh, cats. I League. was just going I was I was getting creative all of a sudden. I thought, wow, well, that was a pretty good idea. <laughs> if we were gonna do
1: cat talk radio, we'd be going, meow. there you go
2: maybe we should have a cat talk radio too
1: (laughs) we'll just do a whole episode one day of like mouse squeaks and
2: yeah 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 stuff like that yeah that'll work okay okay so let's move on for a second here (laughs) the next essential need finishes up the word care what is it
1: so the fourth essential need's very important to stop cats from peeing in places you don't want them to because the E in care stands for eliminate comfortably and comfortably means creating a litter box setup that's attractive to your cat and we have a whole episode on that but simply put the litter box needs to be one and a half times the length of the cat, uncovered. You need to have one or one more litter boxes than you do number of cats. They need to be placed throughout the home, far apart, not all clopped together. You need to use a sandy, textured litter, and don't make it too deep, about two inches or less. And you've got to clean that sucker often. I scoop mine probably three or four times a day, but I'm a little OCD in that category.
2: We did an episode on litter boxes back in April, uh, mid-April of this, this year. Um, so if anybody's listening to this and would like to have more information about it, um, go back and look into our uh, past history episodes and go to uh, mid-April uh, this year and you'll find the perfect litter box episode. And we'd love for you to, to do that. Okay, that brings us to the second word... Uh, in our Care for Cat acrostic. What does F stand for?
1: Yes, the second word is for, and the F in for stands for feel safe. If a cat doesn't feel safe, it feels fear, and cats who feel fear often act out in aggression.
2: So, what can we do to make our cats feel more safe other than keeping them indoors?
1: some examples of things that make cats feel safe are high perching places so that they can get up and out of the reach of dogs and children and sometimes us and other cats, of course, hiding cubbies are much the same. Some cats feel safe tucked away from the activity in the home. You know, all cats are different. Tabasco never hides. He's, I've bought all kinds of little cubbies and things for him to get in. He's never gotten in a one. Best thing I can do is get him to get in a cardboard box, but That's to play, not to hide from anybody. And indoor cats need to feel safe from outside cats, too, because they'll see those as a threat, which means you might need to be using deterrents to keep them out of your yard or even blocking the view in windows so that your indoor cats can't see the outside cats. And then cats need to feel safe from other indoor cats also. And that starts at the very beginning with a proper introduction between cats. That lays the foundation for the way the cats will get along with each other for the rest of their lives. You can't just bring a new cat home and plop it down and say, oh, look like a butt. That's not in their nature to have buddies and uh, and that's not gonna go very well so we have to be um we have to be responsible for making our cats feel safe in all kinds of situations like that
2: Wow, I see I see and that's really good information, especially you know getting the cats to know each other and feeling safe in that deal and then I believe we did an episode on that or we've talked about that quite a bit in the past on other episodes so yeah, we have you know is. I don't
1: I don't think we've done a whole episode on introducing cats to one another but we should cuz there's a lot of extra tips other than the the sheet I have on it but if someone wants the full how to introduce a new cat into your household it is on the website at catbehaviorsolutions.org under the resource tab there's a tab that says Introducing the New Cat, and you can download the PDF, or all the instructions are printed there on the site. So that's a good place to to go look for that, too.
2: That's great. Yes. I see. Okay, so as we move on, and we're on our second word in the acoustic, what's the O in 4 stand for? This is the sixth essential need.
1: The sixth essential need is the opportunity to explore. One of the classic natures of cats is their curiosity. You know, that old adage, curiosity killed the cat. And you know how they are. They always want to be on the other side of a closed door. I swear, you can close the door to a room, and that cat will do almost anything to get in there. As soon as you open the door and it comes in, it's like, okay, no big deal. And then if you close the door while it's in there, it'll do the same thing to get out. They, they, can't, they just can't stand behind a closed door. So some ways that you can create opportunities to explore are things like food puzzles. Those are excellent, excellent things. They, they take care of a lot of these essential needs. They take care of the opportunity to explore. They help with mental stimulation. They help to relieve boredom. So it hits across several of the, the things we want for our cats. Um, you can play hide-and-seek games with treats. You can get some new toys, coat them with catnip and hide them in places your cat can find, like under the sofa or between the sofa cushions and and things like that. Give them little games, make up little cat games for them so that helps them kind of forage and explore.
2: I know our cat, Tabasco. (laughs) He loves to explore. Every time I open up a cabinet uh, underneath the sink, to reach something underneath the sink, he thinks he has to get into the cabinet and look around and see if there's anything in there. The closet, uh, he'll jump up in the closet. As soon as you open the closet, I don't even know he's there. And the next thing I know, I'm reaching for a towel, and he's in the closet as well. Boxes. I,
1: I, think, I, I think I saw him helping you. Uh, install that new kitchen faucet last week wouldn't he <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah he was underneath the sink he was trying to check it out before i went in he wanted to make sure it was nice and safe for me to go in so He's he making, was exploring underneath the cabinet
1: boxes sure, right there no mice were going to bite you under there
2: that's right he loved to get into boxes Anytime that we have a, uh, a UPS box or FedEx box that comes in and we take all the stuff out of it and we put the box by the door to take it to recycle, he, j- he has to jump in and check it out. Anytime we have guests in the house and uh, they are in their room and are unpacking and their suitcases are wide open, he thinks he has to get in there and, and check that out also. Okay, so what's next on the essential need list?
1: Well, the... R in four, which is going to wrap up our second word in the acrostic, stands for reproduce. So if your cat is not spayed or neutered, it has to reproduce, or at least it feels like it has to reproduce. If it doesn't get that opportunity, it's going to be aggressive, perhaps. It's going to be marking uh, around the house. It's going to be howling a lot of cases, a lot of bad behaviors associated with not spaying and neutering. Also, there's a lot of cancers, um, uterine cancer in, in animals that aren't spayed and things like that. So highly, highly recommend that we eliminate this need so that there's really only nine essential needs for cats because as soon as we spay and neuter them, then the R and reproduce goes away and they are happier and more content with being indoors and sharing life with us. So if you don't have your cat spayed and neutered, I strongly recommend you get them. That way, so that you'll have less behavioral issues.
2: Oh yeah, I've seen that uh, firsthand, and and they will smell better also. I think uh, there's a very oh, no. staunch odor whenever they're not spayed and neutered.
1: But yeah, mostly in the in the boys. You you've seen me bring home some rescues from the shelter that weren't neutered. And then, you know, they've had a leg amputation or something like that, and they've gone ahead and neutered them at the same time. But that testosterone still takes a couple weeks to clear from their urine because it's the that concentration of testosterone in their urine that just makes that foul putrid cat pee smell that's just horrible and uh, as soon as you get them neutered and that testosterone has a chance to clear the odor really really cuts down a lot i can't imagine living with an unneutered or unspayed cat
2: well i know and i had a female cat when we were when i was young that uh went into heat And it was the same kind of thing. I mean, there was a smell, and there was also this yowling all night long. I mean, just all night. And finally, we had to take it to the vet, and that's what the vet recommended. If we didn't want to have to deal with those all-night screams, then we would need to get it spayed and neutered. So that's a good idea for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Okay, so we're on the last word of our acrostic cat. Acrostic. Yeah, that too. (laughs) Okay, I've crossed it. (laughs) And the eighth essential need, what is it?
1: So the C in CAT stands for choices. You know, cats, much like their curiosity, but on a much deeper level, they require multiple routes and pathways to resource areas, like so to the litter box, to food, to water. This cuts down on cat-to-cat aggression. Because cats are, there's no real dominance playing in cats, but there are often silent bullies. And they'll do things like just casually lay on the floor in front of the access path to the litter box, for example. I had one behavior consult where this was a real problem. They couldn't figure out why the cat was peeing in the closet and when i went over i could tell that the the other cat was was definitely guarding the litter box area it was just sprawled out on the floor and the the female cat didn't want to walk around him because she was worried there was going to be some sort of confrontation. So she sought another place to go. One of the reasons why you need to have multiple litter boxes in multiple rooms so that any one cat can't guard all the resources by themselves.
2: This um, is very, That's very much like human psychology, right?
1: Um. Yeah. Given choices. Yeah. When people, people are much more easily able to make a decision when they're presented with multiple choices rather than one. Because if I, you know, in in my other career as a, as a graphic designer, if I make a logo for your company and I go, look at this logo, do you like it? You're going to go, no, for a lot of reasons a lot of control reasons a lot of other reasons as well but because <laughs> i didn't give you choices but if i give you four logos to choose from then you're going to go okay well i i don't like that one but i like this one and you're going to feel much more engaged and, and in control well same thing with cats when we give them choices it gives them a feeling like they're in control When they feel like they're in control, it builds up their confidence, and when they have confidence, they're happier, and when you have a happy cat, there's fewer behavior issues. So, I think that works the same way in people also.
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, what's the ninth essential need?
1: So, the ninth essential need, the A in cat stands for affection. Now, I know I say all the time how solitary cats are, and that, you know, they they don't need any other cats and they're solitary species. But at the end of the day, your cat does need companionship and especially to feel loved by you. And And that means petting, you know, stroking them, scratching chin, spending time cuddling on the couch, grooming and brushing and playing with them. That's also a sign of affection for them. But if your cat lived outdoors and didn't come from a long line of socialized cats, it it absolutely would live alone and not need companionship. But when we keep them indoors and they're totally dependent on us to care for them, they need to feel affection from us, develop strong bonds with us and, and often with each other.
2: Yeah, that's a really good example of, of what's happening right now. We have a foster now that we're fostering. His name is blueberry and our cat Tabasco um, once they got to know each other, they really spend time up on the couch grooming each other like they're best of buddies. I guess we could call that a bromance. But uh, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see that uh, they have this uh, um, grooming of each other and uh, laying very close to each other and side by side. And it's a interesting little bromance that they've got going mm-hmm. on. And one I didn't expect that Tabasco would do. So Yeah, Uh, that that was really interesting because he's really has always been sort of a a one on or one off cat all by himself.
1: And that's true. He he absolutely is. He as a matter of fact, he was very territorial up until I actually instituted a lot of these things in our home, and then it seemed like that coincided with his. Um, acceptance of our fosters. And then, of course, the slow foster introduction. You know we keep our fosters in a in an isolated room with a glass door so that they can see one another but not get to one another and get used to the smells and sounds first, and then slowly, slowly, slowly introduce them to one another. So with that proper introduction, um, and them feeling safe and having enough resources and choices, and interaction and affection with us, they feel they feel safe together and it's okay. And that grooming that you were talking about them doing where they're grooming each other, that's actually called aloe grooming when uh, cats groom each other like that.
2: <laughs> that's interesting. I know it's an interesting thing. So let's uh, move so on. I want to the- aloe
1: groom you later.
2: Okay, let's do that. I'm in. <laughs> I'll allegroom you too, my love. <laughs> okay, then let's talk about the final essential need. What is the final essential need?
1: So the last essential need is the T in CAT, and that stands for a thorough prey play sequen, sequence, and that's prey like P-R-E-Y, not P-R-A-Y. We don't have to... We don't have to pray for their souls. I mean, we probably should. That's a good thing, too. But in this case, the essential need is a prey play sequence. So cats need to complete a simulated prey sequence, uh, usually one to two times a day for 10 to 15 minutes a day in order to remain calm and confident. So a normal prey sequence consists of staring, stalking, chasing, grabbing, and pouncing, and then. Biting, They call that a kill bite. And so we have to simulate that. But you never, ever, ever, ever want to use your hands or feet or any other body parts as prey. You always have to use uh, a wand toy, you know, one of those long sticks with a little feathers and crinkly paper or mouse or some sort of toy at the end. Um, Never, never, never hands, because that'll teach cats to be rough with hands. Hands are only for petting, grooming, loving, and, and feeding. And laser lights are okay as a toy, but they don't qualify for prey play because the cats can't grab or bite it to complete the prey play sequence. And that will result in frustration and redirected aggression.
2: So, why does a cat need to bite it? Can it can't we just play and do the keep away thing and uh, with the toy and they don't need to bite it? or what's a what's the purpose for biting?
1: You no, know, the biting is is the most important part of prey play. And I do see a lot of people, kids, especially, will be playing with cats with wand toys. and they they, you know, run around and the cat chases it. And then they really work hard to keep it away from the cat, thinking that, the activity is what we're after, and and yes, it's good exercise and good activity, physical activity for the cat. But when a cat delivers a kill bite to a prey, it releases a boost of serotonin in their brain. There was a study done last year that showed that aggressive cats post mortem had a had a serotonin deficiency actually in their brain. So the serotonin is a neurotransmitter that. That um, controls sleep patterns and mood, very importantly, mood. So, if you have a cat that's maybe exhibiting some aggression issues, try amping up the prey play. It'll not only burn off energy and again that's another one of these things that crosses a lot of the essential needs it it reduces boredom it increases mental stimulation and then you know and then again really importantly is it produces serotonin in the cat's brain so that this final tenth essential tenth essential need um, the t in cat a thorough prey play sequence is very very very
2: important well, that's a lot to learn and a lot to go back over. So let's uh, just quickly, we're getting to the end of our show here, let's quickly go back over uh, and recap a little bit. The 10 essential needs are clean food and water.
1: Yep, clean, 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 clean water bowl, clean food with not a lot of carbohydrates in it and, um, and good species-specific uh, foods for your cats, raw preferably.
2: And the A for ability to release energy and stress.
1: Yep, yep. They get a lot of pent-up energy by living indoors with us because the species has not evolved to the point yet where it's really conditioned to live indoors. So we've got to we've got to do our part in giving them opportunities to relieve that stress and energy.
2: And the R for relieving boredom.
1: Yep, and for some of the similar reasons, they get bored at home, especially when we leave them alone for many hours a day while we're working. So we got to relieve their boredom.
2: And the E, eliminate comfortability.
1: Comfortably, yes, eliminate comfortably. The litter box setup is hugely important in, uh, in trying to prevent um, litter box issues.
2: And the F, feel safe
1: yeah it's very important because just like us when when we don't feel safe what we feel is fear and when a cat feels fear then it's going to act out aggressively and um, and we certainly don't want that
2: and the O opportunity to explore
1: yep satisfy those curious little creatures
2: and R for reproduce
1: yeah we don't want to go there just get your cat spayed <laughs> or neutered
2: there you go <laughs> C for choices.
1: Yep, because choices build confidence, and confidence makes the cat happy, and um, and that's they gotta have choices. You know, A that's for- the thing. Um, Go ahead. When cats end up in shelters, they've been stripped of all their choices. They no longer have choices. They've been taken from their home, their familiar environment, thrown into a kennel. They don't get to, they just have, they don't have the opportunity to explore. They don't have choices. And, uh, and they shut down. They often really, really shut down. So mentally, choices is very important for them.
2: And A for affection.
1: Yep. Give your cat lots and lots and lots of loving.
2: And finally, a thorough prey play sequence.
1: Yep. Let them, let them rip up on that one toy and get good kill bites in. You should be looking for eight or ten kill bites in a prey play session. And it's, and it's hard to, uh, to actually get a elderly cat to prey play. As you see, Tabasco kind of looks at it every now and then since he's 15, and he's like, Ugh, I'm just going to sleep some more. So it's really challenging, but it's up to us to make that happen for them.
2: Well, that's great. So now we have learned care for cat. Care yes. for cat. And that's, ex- that's exactly what uh, that all means.
1: Yep. I think that about sums it up for today.
2: All right. Well, thanks, Molly. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of the Cat Talk Radio. Each week we produce a new podcast and topics that help to keep your cat from developing behavior issues. So come back and tune in often yep. see you soon keep calm and purr on see you next week
0: looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues on our website cattalkradio.com you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat toys that will reduce boredom the world's best and safest nail clippers and much more all proceeds support our mission reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today visit cattalkradio.com and look for the behavior shop you can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air in the u.s. about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.